Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 155. This week, I meet up with Richard Macon, aka School Night Vegan, who's been wowing Instagram recently with his inventive plant-based recipes. He's written a brilliant vegan barbecue feature for us in this month's issue. So I caught up with him to find out how easy it is to leave out the meat behind when grilling and get some expert tips for embracing a more plant-based lifestyle. So welcome Richard Macon. Hi. Also known as School Night Vegan. Um, Richard, you may know as um, an Instagram sensation, recently he's been wowing everybody with his mozzarella on Instagram, which I've been really into. Um, I think you've got almost 20,000 followers now. Correct. And you have written an amazing new feature in the Olive magazine, um, June issue, which is all about plant-based barbecue. Yes. So today we're going to talk all about um, barbecue, veganism, um, meat substitutes, all that kind of thing. So hopefully give people an insight into the world. Um, so tell me how you got started, because you weren't always a vegan, were you? No, I wasn't. Um, in fact, I was sort of the, the opposite end of the spectrum. I My sort of first intro into professional food work was yeah. that I used to run an ice cream company oh, okay. um, called Blue Top. Uh, I specialised in ice cream sandwiches. I was the first ice cream sandwich company in, in London. Because that's huge now. It is. It's massive. <laughs> um, so back in 2015, I launched in my little blue van called Barbara. Yeah. And uh, 
And I did that for a fair while. And when that sort of came to its natural end, I started to think, I think maybe I'd had like milk and egg overdose because I was literally handling litres and litres and litres. Were you doing everything from scratch yourself? Yeah. And it was just me, one one man band. So I couldn't have got away from the ingredients of it. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I sort of cheated. I've been vegetarian basically my whole life. So it wasn't a massive leap from, yeah. from veggie to vegan. Um, but I went vegan in two th- 2017, right. November 2017. And it all sort of happened from there. So who, were your mum and dad both vegan? No. So, well, they are now. I, I'm sorry, vegetarian. Yeah. Mum and dad were pescatarian when right. I was growing up, but we were always fed meat as kids they right. they wanted it to be our like choice, choice yeah. and this was back in the 80s as well when nobody really knew whether it was like we were going to grow a third leg because we weren't getting meat <laughs> or whatever so they were trying to do what was best for our health and um and yeah so i was raised on on meat to begin with but then i must have been about 6 or something and really i went vegetarian yeah my sister was the my my hero and she went vegetarian first really? and so I was like I'm doing it I'm gonna be just like her um and then it just sort of went from there I was vegetarian for basically my whole life and actually towards the later year I guess like mid-20s yeah. I started to experiment with fish and I, I guess I was questioning whether I was veggie because I wanted to be or because yeah. I'd just been that way for so long yeah so I experimented with fish. I didn't feel that great about it. And then I just swung the opposite direction and went completely vegan. Wow. So but tell me about those first few weeks. Like when you, did you go completely cold turkey? I did. did you just went no more? I did, yeah. yeah. And, and and how did you like start? Because you strike me as the sort of person that likes a little project. Yeah, Because of the definitely. way that you approach stuff. Did you approach it like, I'm going to find the best possible way of doing this? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a massive foodie and I think... If I th- really think about it, and I have been for for the last few few months, I I've been I was thinking about why why I didn't go vegan sooner. As right. a vegetarian who knew loads about you know the meat industry, the dairy mm. industry, the environment, you know, I was sort You're of self educated but clued yeah. in. I wonder why I didn't do it sooner. Mm. And I think the answer is that it felt like a massive sacrifice. Right. It felt like as a foodie in particular and like a home baker and a home cook mm. that I was going to have to say goodbye to like all of, all of my favourite, all my favourite foods and all my favourite things about baking and cooking. But actually it was totally the opposite. It was sort of like the goalposts had been shifted yeah. and this whole new set of challenges had been created yeah. for like, can I still make a lemon drizzle cake? <laughs> And the answer was yes. Yeah. It was, and it was this like new sort of. I mean, the answers were out there, but I sort of tried to challenge myself to, what happens if you take eggs out, and what do you replace them with, or right. how can you make ice cream without cream? And so it's like a whole new world. Yeah, it was dead exciting. Yeah. yeah. And then what about like the day to day challenges? I mean, just the whole thing of, you know, getting a balanced diet. Everyone goes on about protein, and yeah. you know, how did you how did you achieve that? I think. I think, uh, I think common, I, I went vegan at a time where 2017, which was like peak of the high protein excitement yeah. where everybody cared about <laughs> like getting, you know, a hundred grams of protein in yeah. every mouthful. And just and, denying carbs. Yeah. Completely. Everyone hated carbs. Everyone <laughs> loved protein. And I think I was a bit skeptical of that anyway, to yeah. begin with as a vegetarian, because 
I'm perfectly healthy and I think I've probably been on what would be considered a high carb, low protein yeah, diet already, for most of my yeah, life anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess before you had like the eggs, which were, which are right. a really good source of that. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm as I was as guilty as anyone. If I made a bad meal, I'd just grate like half a block of cheddar on top and call <laughs> it a success. But, um, but I think it, it, number one, I don't think we actually need as much protein as, as a lot of us believe we okay. do right now. Um, and number two, I, I relied on, there's plenty of vegan proteins out there. Yeah. There's so much choice. And whether it's, you know, plants like um, beans and legumes and lentils and all of that sort mm. of stuff, or it's um, super old fashioned uh, vegan meats like tempeh or mm. meat substitutes like uh, tofu or seitan. Um, there's so much choice. It's yeah. all out there. We're going to talk about some of the the, the meat substitutes later. Um but first, I wanted to just to ask you about, I think, which is one of your passions, because mm. you were recommended to me by Ed Kimber, yes. the boy who bakes, um, and we got in touch by email. Um, and I was just looking on your blog, and it's very pastry heavy. You, it is. you love a bake, don't I you? I do love a bake. <laughs> I do. I think as well, because that's, that's something that I'd, again, as a vegetarian, yeah. as a, you know, lifelong vegetarian, I the thing I feared most about going vegan was losing baking. I'm not surprised because you get, we get sent in a lot of very grim vegan There's bacon so products. much bad stuff out There's there. There's so much. And it's almost like they just think, well, because it's vegan, it doesn't actually have to yeah. taste nice. Well, and as so, well, not everyone's a great baker, yeah, right? So just because yeah. you went vegan doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to be able to make, <laughs> you know, fantastic vegan baked goods. But yeah, I was dead scared about losing um, cake. losing that part pastry, of cake. Yeah. yeah, pastries and danishes. And I'm a sucker for a Danish. I've and seen some of your danishes and they just look like, I'm like, how did you, I mean, I've got a few ideas, but what, I mean, how did you, pro, what was it just finding that fat substitute? Was that exactly. the, main, the main thing? And it's all there. And actually what made me very, very happy is that it's a lot cheaper than real butter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing. I mean, my feed is definitely not a health food feed. Mm. It was never... I'm not a big fan of attaching virtue to food no. in any sense, whether it's one way or the other. I'm not into like guilty pleasure vegan foods. Yeah. And likewise, I'm not into... Yeah, like dirty vegan. Yeah. Yeah, you're just basically, this is really good food to eat, which is what we're about as I well. want people to get excited and look at yeah. look at my food and get excited in the way that you would at a you know, fun restaurant or a nice bakery or whatever, regardless of whether you're vegan or not. Yeah. And you, I think you, you mentioned it in your feature, but also um, I read about it a ways back that um, a lot of puff pastry is vegan mm -hmm. because they use the same or similar ingredient to what you use in your puff pastry. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they mostly use, I think it's oil. Most of them are just sunflower oil or rapeseed oh. oil. Um, but yeah, most shop-bought pastry is is vegan unless you get the ones that say all butter, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, puff pastry, shortcrust pastry. Um, so what's the stuff that you use in your pastries? I tend to use something called baking block. If you get it, for, it doesn't sound <laughs> so very appealing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, most places call it baking block. Some places, the swankiest spots call it um, baking fat. Okay. Try and get us excited about it. But... Yeah, it, be it behaves very similarly 
to 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 butter, and yeah. you can layer it so you can make like laminated pastry. Wow. I've made a few croissants. I've so it's made like a few... solid, like butter. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. And you can chop it into cubes or or whatever, and it melts. It even browns yeah. like right. Like, I was going like to say because I've made uh, I've made olive oil pastry, which is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so crumbly and melt in the mouth. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't brown at all because there's right. no there's no, there's no fat solids in it or in solids there. in yeah. there to brown. So this stuff yeah. has got browning. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about me naming brands as well, but no, no, name them. So, well, there's one. My favorite of all is is a brand called Naturally, and I think they're Scandinavian. That has a lot of, for some reason, a lot of good vegan things are at the moment. Adopted it early. Yeah, early adopters, but um, they do one that's just literally made from a blend of like shea oil, almond oil, sunflower oil, and it's block as well. So, but it's completely natural. There's no palm oil or anything like that, as well. But that one, in my opinion, is is the best, especially for doing laminated pastry. It just yeah. behaves exactly like butter and it browns so beautifully. So I just published a recipe actually based on Ed Kimber's perfect um, chocolate chip cookie recipe. Yeah, I saw that one. In which he browns his butter. And, and you can brown and that. And you can brown naturally. Yeah. That's and it's incredible. Delicious. It's so, so good. The, um, the picture of the cookies, I was drilling over it this morning because I didn't have any breakfast. Well, actually, I had two kiwi fruit for my breakfast that someone count. sent that in. Count, even <laughs> though it's I'm going to go heavy after this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the picture stunning, as, a, as are all of the pictures on your blog, which oh, is, thanks. I think it's just called School Night Vegan. School Night Vegan, that's the one. Um, and you're so generous. You just share your stuff immediately. I mean, don't you want to keep it all a secret? Well, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't, people pay for it. <laughs> if I'm completely honest, and this is going to sound like a total hashtag humble brag, but I sort of didn't expect as many people to be interested in it as yeah. as as they are. And for me, it started out because this whole thing was just an experiment for me. Yeah, I went vegan for two weeks and then stayed there for you know it's almost been two years yeah. now. Um. And so the whole thing has just been a bit of an adventure and yeah. a bit of a, a bit of an experiment. And, and have you seen it kind of like snowballing? Yeah. And the blog more than anything was yeah. just my sort of ship's log. I didn't really intend it to be for anybody else. Yeah. It was more so that I, because I'm the worst person at writing recipes yeah. down. <laughs> and I, you know, it's, it, it, it was initially a pretty selfish, selfish thing because I was doing it for me. Yeah. And people sort of jumped on board and that's great, you know. And then the Instagram, how long has that been going for? Seven months. Seven months. Yeah, really not a long time. Not a long time at all. Stay tuned for more vegan tips and tricks from Richard. Let's talk about the mozzarella. Yeah, uh, that's been featuring in my feed quite a lot. It's been going crazy. And I keep looking at it and going, how did he do, how (laughs) did he make that? Like, it looks like mozzarella and it pulls apart in strings like mozzarella. Just as an example of how you developed the recipes, how did you come about with that? I mean, I think it's, I'm definitely not the first person to try and make a vegan mozzarella recipe. And there's quite a few out there if you search for them, but there's also quite a few bad ones out there. It's ones that don't either look really nice and taste horrible or look horrible and taste really nice. So I tried, Mm. I maybe made about 20 different people's vegan mozzarella recipes and looked at what ingredients were in each Mm. and what they sort of, what they did for the recipe, whether they made it solid or helped it melt or helped it brown or whatever. And then just sort of pieced it together myself. I maybe tried my own recipe about 15 times um, until I finally put it on a piece of toast and put it under the grill and it browned and it melted and it smells good. And (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't tell you. I literally ran upstairs to my husband with a plate of toast and just went, look, <laughs> it's juice on toast. Like it was Hello, some... <laughs> like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> look what I've done. Yeah. And I think, again, to go back, like, that's another one of the reasons why I just love vegan cooking is that a plate of cheese on toast can give you that much joy yeah. because... I thought I'd said goodbye to vegan to cheese on toast when yeah. I went vegan, and there's no need. You've just got to, you know, work a little bit harder than most people. And you've had quite a lot of people making that mozzarella as well. It's gone you? absolutely <laughs> bonkers. It's gone bonkers, and people people putting it on on pizzas, on gone toast, viral. on yeah, viral on, mozzarella. Went a little bit crazy. Yeah. Pasta bakes. I I put it in a. Um, mac and cheese just the other day oh God, and it was insane so absolutely insane it had all of these big stringy bits what of is that ingredient that you use in it which begins with p i can't remember the name psyllium husk i think yeah, it's i'll let you say it yeah yeah i don't even know if that's right because i've only ever seen it written down yeah. but so that's the thing that creates the string that's the thing so that is used by vegans across the world as an egg replacer oh. and it's quickly taking over from flax. you might have seen flax seed yeah, is seen quite flax popular quite a lot, yeah Flax has got quite a strong flavour. Right. Um, it tastes quite bitter. Okay. But psyllium husk has got zero, as far as I'm concerned, zero flavour. And it's also a lot more powerful. So you need to replace one egg, one teaspoon of psyllium husk. Wow. So it's really, really strong. Really so that boisterous. is like next generation vegan ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Let's, so. let's talk about some classic um, vegan ingredients because um, this month you've written vegan barbecue and and we've got a lot of vegan barbecue recipes mm-hmm. on the website already, which were just using vegetables. Yeah. And we thought we need um, we need some guidance about how to use those meat substitutes mm-hmm. because some people kind of want the mouth feel and the bounce and the, like the chew of you know what they're missing. So um, can we talk about some of those substitutes? So first, the brilliantly named Satan, which yeah. seems to have taken over the vegan world in just, the past couple of years. Just off the back of the yeah, just off the back of the name. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Satan's one of my favourites. It's obviously, it's made from wheat gluten, yeah. so it's obviously not great for celiacs. But um, for texture, like you mentioned, yeah. it's nothing comes close. It's depending on how you prepare it. It pulls apart like meat. Mm. You can bake it, you can roast it, you can fry it, you can do anything with it. And it's as long as you've got the ingredients, which is basically just wheat, wheat gluten. So it looks like a, a flour when it comes in yeah, a bag. It yeah? looks exactly like okay. flour. And I tend to mix it with a little bit of um uh, chickpea flour, right. which just helps to because it's Structure, it's gluten, right? Yeah. It, gluten is it's sort of it's like glue right. basically. So the chickpea flour just helps to stop it from going okay. way too chewy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it takes a fair while to 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 cook, um, but it's a hundred percent. Because the recipe you've done for us is a seitan burger, yeah. and um, you've added in some um, mushrooms, shiitake, shiitake yeah. mushrooms, which have got again have got that lovely kind of bounce mm-hmm. to them, and the shiitake mushrooms. Um, also give it a bit of texture as well. So if you look at yeah. the picture of it in the magazine, it actually looks like a burger. Mm-hmm. They also give a, a lot and, of umami, which of is course. something that I feel like... Because the do... seitan itself doesn't really have No, it sort of tastes a bit bready, actually, yeah. I guess because it's made with gluten. gluten but yeah. um, it's not like you have to try and mask that flavour, but if you want it to taste like meat or at least close to meat, mm. you need a bit of umami in there. You need that sort of salty sweetness and... 
shiitake is such a meaty mm. vegetable anyway they also offer that like bounce and, yeah. and chew and i think in the recipe you you kind of make it into you make it into patties and steam them which That's gives right. you a bit of lightness mm. and then you grill it to get the exactly texture on the outside yeah so, so seitan is pretty much always a, a two-stage prep yeah. you have to steam it or boil it or or roast it before you to cook, cook it. it finally yeah 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 otherwise it will just be quite gummy yeah. quite sort of um quite difficult to chew. It's so worth it though, because if yeah. you have people come in, I guess you could do the first stage the day before. Exactly, just keep it in the fridge. Get your barbie out, whack the burgers That's on exactly there. exactly what I'm going to do for my birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a birthday party coming up in, in June and yeah. I'm going to prep 8 million of those burgers yeah. and just... I highly recommend the Satan Burger in Olive Magazine this month. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a new one on me, uh, which is Temper. Tell us about that. Yeah, Either temper or tempeh. I don't know tempeh. how you... Oh, I right. don't know. I say tempeh, but I've, I say again, it's one of those it things that I've seen. think of tiny temper, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's an Instagram handle. I think I know, called tiny tempeh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so tempeh is made from fermented soybeans, mm. which less and less, but the more you... When you put fermented in, in front of something, it sort of turns a lot of people off. But, but trust actually, me, it's it just really... makes it really umami again, yeah, doesn't it? Exactly. So this does come with flavor. It does. Yeah. It's absolutely packed with flavor, and you can smoke it. You can um, you can fry it. You can season it however you want to, yeah. and it even adds you know more flavor. People use it as bake as a bacon replacement yeah. quite a lot in like a, a BLT. Yeah. But yeah, it's you. This has got way less of of a meaty texture because it's it's actually just compressed whole mm. soybeans that are that are fermented over time. So you can see the soybeans in in it. In it. Um, so but there you, is, but there is texture in there. It's not. It's just got a chew. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got, got a, a chew and a bounce to it. To it. Yeah. Um, but you, it's delicious. Yeah, it's really, really. Fun. And how does that that comes? I mean, we got it. Um, I think we got it vac packed in like yeah. a, a big chunk exactly. that you can. So for the recipe you did for us, I think we had some glazed um, kebabs, That's right. and um, and then you sort of put the temper on with pineapple. Is yes, that right? exactly. Yeah. And that was really good. I guess because it's so it's it's so marmy, it made sense to have something quite sweet involved there as yeah. well. Yeah, but that's I think that's a little bit easier for people maybe wanting a. <clears throat> an entry level thing you can buy that in a pack cut it up mm -hmm. marinate it and then just kind of cook it off on the barbecue so you don't yeah. have to do as much prep with that not at all and you can get it low you can get it in supermarkets but it's much cheaper and you get much bigger portions if you go to an oriental supermarket of some oh really sort. also it's been around it's for usually, a while it's an ancient yeah chinese i think it's chinese anyway ancient chinese yeah. ingredient that they use you know, a lot in cooking. And then another ingredient, which is super trendy at the minute, the jackfruit. Yeah. What do we do without jackfruit? I, I mean, seriously. I know. It's like, a, how long How long ago do you reckon this popped up on our consciousness? Like a couple of years ago, Well, it depends maybe? who you ask, because it's been cooked. It's it's a staple of Caribbean foods yeah, and lots of Yeah, that's what I mean. But like well. here, I just seem to suddenly, jackfruit burgers were five everywhere. Five years ago? Was it five? Maybe, something maybe. like that. Um okay. I don't know. I mean, I first heard about it from Biff's Jack Shack, who's like yes. a London vegan street food trader. Yeah, yeah. This was before I was even vegan and his burgers are just crazy good. Really, yeah. really nice. But that one, it's all about texture, yeah. I think, with jackfruit. It pulls apart. I guess it, it sort of aligns with the pulled pork craze, which Yeah, everybody up in. said, because you kind of cover, you know, you you would cook it in a smoky sweet sauce. Yeah, nice and then, barbecue sauce. Can you describe the texture? It's, it's like it. pulled pork. Yeah. It's really, I, I mean... You have to pull it apart with with two yeah. forks or a, or a masher or whatever to get it that way. But if you buy, it, it has to be young, unripe jackfruit. Yeah, so um, green green 
jackfruit. That's right. but And that's before it gets too much flavour as well. Otherwise, it becomes really sweet. Um, but when it's nice and young and green, it's got virtually no sweetness to it. Mm. Um, and it pulls apart exactly like Paul. And would you say like it's a texture thing more than a, a taste thing with jackfruit? I think it's more of a vessel. Yeah. It takes on whatever you whatever you season it with. And that's why I did a really strong barbecue sauce with yeah. that one because one. it soaks it up like a sponge for one. Yeah. And two, the texture really does kick butt. Like it's it, in a slider, which we've which we've done in the mag. It's yeah. it it holds its. It's own. in there with a really lovely mustardy slaw, nice slaw which yeah. had a proper kick to it, which <laughs> I love because I love mustard. Um, but like in terms of buying, you've said you can get it in. You can get it in tins. It's we we've bought it in now. like because if we actually. This is how naive I was. I went online to go, oh, I'm just going to buy some jackfruit. Like, I'll buy a jackfruit in it. Have you seen they're them huge. in their native state? And they're, they're pretty like, intimidating because yeah, they're, they're quite spiky. Yeah, they're about 15 kilos or something. <laughs> it was going to cost me 50 quid to buy a whole one from yeah. an online. But then I realised that you, once you cut it open, they've got these kind of lo lobes inside exactly, um, yeah. that you pull out of the casing and then that is the jackfruit flesh. So in a lot of... Um, uh, supermarket like speciality supermarkets you can buy it in a in a kind of vac um shrink wrapped yeah. thing in the fresh department or as in well cans, or in know, cans which is really easy and yeah. yeah all you have to do is drain it and cook it at yeah. that stage i mean i used to live before i left london i used to live in brixton right near brixton which would market. be a great source for so it any kind of afro-caribbean supermarkets i carried real uh, maybe like two full jackfruits <laughs> under my arm oh on the on the on the bus <laughs> up to Brixton Hill you on many occasions been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until I discovered the cans. <laughs> Quite a good sight. Um, and then um, what I'm looking at now is you've written for us a a, a modern vegan cooking lowdown in the back of the magazine, mm -hmm. um, and this was my my brief to you was just like giving people an entry level. Mm -hmm idea about the sort of things that they could use to help mm -hmm. their cooking so so we talked about kind of meat substitutes um some of your store cupboard secret weapons i'd not come across before nutritional yeast i kept hearing about again yeah. and again i've not actually used it i think adam's used it in a healthy recipe but okay. but tell us about that in in the states they call it hippie dust, hippie dust. um and it sort of looks a bit like and again, I'm not selling this, but it sort of looks a bit like um, fish food. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> goldfish food. Yeah. But um, and that's always been available in health food shops, hasn't it? It's been it? there for years. for years. And having grown up in like in a fully vegetarian household, yeah. we did have it in 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 the cupboard quite a lot as a kid. Right. It's quite high naturally in B12, which is a vegetarian or a vegan you do need to supplement with. Um, but it's got an amazing flavour. It yeah. tastes like the nuttiness of cheese you know cheese yeah. is cheese is basically a balance between nuttiness and tanginess Tangy and, and it's creamy. the nuttiness yeah. of nutty creaminess of, yeah. of cheese um and people use it in everything i i lived in san francisco for a bit and they i guess because of the the high concentration <laughs> of hippies they have it in in um cinemas uh, to put on your popcorn like oh, in shakers wow. and it just makes it taste like I imagine the food industry has been using it as a as a reasonable source of a cheesy flavor for lots of different exactly. things exactly once you know what to look for it's on ingredients lists all over the place yeah. but um but yeah i mean it, it, it i use it all the time whether it's in sauces whether it's it's in the mozzarella recipe to give it a bit of that that cheesy flavor yeah. Or just like sprinkled on top of stuff, yeah. it just gives it that just extra that bit of bounce. yeah. Because you've got it in um, you've got a recipe which I loved, which is a roasted, oh sorry, barbecued, grilled 
um, sweet corn. Yeah. And you've got a cashew crema on there. And I think in your, oh, sorry, you've, you've got a, a kind of cojita cheese. Yes. So that's made from, is that made from? I think it was mostly uh, cashews that I did. Cashews, but also with uh, nutritional yeast for the flavour. Yeah, that's, so that's right. Where it's, the it's, it's crumbled up cashews, sea salt, and then you've got some nutritional yeast flakes. And so basically, the it, it's like a riff on a Mexican um, sweet corn thing, isn't it? Where you grill the sweet corn, mm. you cover it in a crema, like a cheesy crema, yeah. and then you sprinkle cheese all over the top. And you've mm. managed to do that with magic and cashew nuts and, and, and plant milk yeah, and things and way too much time on my yeah. hands um, <laughs> but it is absolutely delicious because i i was like i i took one bite of it and then the next thing everyone looked around and i just eaten the whole thing it's like, pretty messy to eat yeah, you really have to be so messy friends. yeah you do it's, or you uh, have to go and find a little corner by yourself and go for it <laughs> just put a tablecloth over your yeah. head it's um i love i love uh, i never know how to pronounce it elotes elotes i think yeah. i first had them we're at, I've never been to Mexico, but I first had them. My friend Mariel runs a company called Club Mexicana, oh, yeah. which is full vegan Mexican food. I think she's been, she's been on the podcast, oh, has actually. She? Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course she has. I've listened yeah. to every episode. <laughs> um, she, I first had hers, I think it was at the Spread Eagle. They've got a pop-up yeah, at the Spread what, Eagle. That's when we did the podcast when she was popping up. Yeah. And it was just mind-blowing. Honestly, yeah. just so good. Actually, it wasn't. No, it was when she was at Pamela in 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 East London. East London. And they were just amazing. I took my mum for her birthday before she was before she was vegan actually. Yeah. I, I turned my mum vegan, FYI. <laughs> um and she loved it and I loved it. And it's just it's that combination of super creamy yeah. and super tangy and super lime lime zesty Limey vibes. Zesty. And then the sweetness of the corn and the crunchiness like as well. Oh so God. Good. Okay I want that for my lunch. I should now. have had lunch before I came. <laughs> And then I want a thing that I haven't heard of ever before, which is kalanamak. Yes. Which is apparently like very eggy. It doesn't sound yeah. the most attractive no, thing in the world. No, it doesn't. But you find that is one of the things that I found myself missing as, as a vegan is mm. like a proper decent eggy flavour. And it's weird to crave sulfur, basically, <laughs> is what you're after. But um it's an Indian Indian ingredient. I think it's been used for quite quite a long time. It's not mm. it's not new. And uh, yeah, I think it's an Ayurvedic ingredient. I so may like be completely a, is it a, making this up. Is it a salt, did you say? It's a, a rock salt. salt. Yeah, it's a, they call it black salt, but it replaces oh. egg, eggy flavour in a lot, of, a lot of recipes. It just tastes, it smells horrible. It Does smells it? like a volcano, but it's like... But you just need a little bit of it. Tiny, tiny little pinch. So you, I put it in mayonnaise, in oh, yeah. hollandaise sauce. I also do, whenever I make a... I'm really into bread and butter pudding. Whenever I do bread and butter pudding, you realise how much you miss that sort of You can do a vegan bread and butter pudding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it on your site? <laughs> it is actually, yeah. It's up there. So that just gives you that little edge. Just that hint, yeah. And also if you're ever doing, I do, I've got a pretty mean tofu scramble on, on oh, my yeah, blog Oh yeah, tofu well. scrambles. And tofu one. tastes like tofu. It does not taste like egg, Anything, although the yeah. texture can be quite similar sometimes. Yeah. And that the Kalanamic just really brings that eggy, egginess to yeah, it. Yeah, that was a brilliant tip. And the last one, which is um, a great one for barbecue, which is liquid smoke. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, that's kind of quite widely used in the industry, mm -hmm. I think. In, but I didn't realise you could just go and buy it and use it for... I didn't either. And I, I, I basically have been drinking it for the last two, two years. <laughs> <laughs> but you say to use it for um, vegan bacon, which I think um, you can do with, uh, I think we've got a couple of suggestions here, which you can slice temper really thinly mm -hmm. 
and brush that with mm-hmm. the liquid smoke. People make, or, or vegans bougie. make bacon with yeah, everything. Because it's what people miss, isn't it? For some reason, but that you bacon realize, is smoky. Yeah. It's I just mean, the smoke that you miss. It's just the smoke and the salt and the that char, you miss. Yeah. Um, so you can do it with anything. I mean, I tend to do aubergine just because it's the easiest. Slice it really thin with a mandolin and then marinate it with uh, dark soy sauce, a bit of maple syrup and yeah. some liquid smoke. Wow, that sounds good. And then just bake it or you can even fry it or whatever. But people do it with rice paper and that way you can get really oh nice God, crispy. like really crispy really American style sort of yeah. crispy stuff. Some people even wrap tempeh in rice paper so you get that like chew and crispiness and then marinate that. It's like next level bacon creation. How far do you want to go? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like we can go a long way with all of these ingredients. Um, You've also got brilliant recipes in there for how to make soy milk, mayo, tofu, cream cheese and cashew sour cream. That's all in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming to talk to us today because I feel like I've had a proper education and I can go on now and take this and use it in my recipe. Um, cooking um so if people want to grab these recipes it's in the june issue of olive which is out right now um so we've got satan burger we've got grilled peach salad we've got jackfruit burgers we've got those incredible temper kebabs um i urge you to go and buy the issue but also to go and check out richard's um instagram and blog which is school night vegan because you'll find so much inspiration there thank you so much for coming today thank you it's been great So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our new June issue on the newsstand now, or go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.